What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Sports Dispenser here, and today I'm going to be doing Did They Get Better? AFC North Edition. If you did not listen to the last Did They Get Better, I basically go through the division, go through all four teams, and ask the simple question, did they get better during the offseason? And uh, yeah, that is pretty self-explanatory. The AFC North lost a lot of talent, also gained a lot of stars. Actually, not too many stars, but they gained some stars. So, yep, let's just get right into it with the first team I have on my list. The most hyped-up team this year, the Cleveland Browns. The Browns, they went out and they went out. (laughs) John Dorsey this offseason, that man had fun. He had a lot of fucking fun. After a successful 2017... (laughs) After a successful 2018 season where they had seven wins, Baker had the most touchdowns for a rookie quarterback ever, and their young core was kind of forming. Well, that's, that is really good and all, but this offseason, they took that young core and said, hey, here's a lot of stars, here's a new head coach, have fun. And I don't know if that's going to blow up in their face for now or if it's going to work out tremendously. Because, let me talk about Freddie Kitchens first. Freddie Kitchens, their new head coach, this guy's never been a coach. Okay, this guy's never been a head coach before. He was the interim offensive coordinator. Before that, he was never an offensive coordinator, to my knowledge at least, to my knowledge. This is his first head coaching jig. And... If you're looking at the Browns news on Twitter, they're just talking shit. <laughs> like, dude, shut up. You're only causing drama. You're only being divas. That doesn't work. It really doesn't work. It just shows, hey, we're little kids who aren't mature and won't win 10 games. That's just what it shows. But, I mean, this, the Freddie Kitchens hire to me, it was a really good hire to me for the long run. For now, I don't think it'll be that great. And when you throw all these stars into that, like, into that already, into that idea, when you throw all of these stars and great players into that idea where I don't think it's going to be great, I feel like that's going to cause a, some dis, some um, some a dysfunction th- for the next two years. And, and the Browns, they have a lot of talent, but... And this kid, Baker Mayfield, great player. He had, he had a great rookie season. But quarterbacks have sophomore slumps. This isn't new. I'm not saying he's going to have a sophomore slump, but don't expect him to have a Patrick Mahomes season. Don't expect him to have just this incredible season. I don't think he'll have this 45 touchdown, 4,000, 5,000-yard season. A sophomore slump, it still could happen. Baker's an incredible quarterback, but... It can happen. Look at Dax. That man had a great rookie season and then fell off the fucking map. I'm just saying, it can happen. I'm not saying that it will happen because I don't think that it will happen, but it can happen. Nonetheless, it can. Okay, now now, now let's talk about the additions that they've had. They had Olivier Vernon and Odell. They, they, made, they, made, they made pretty damn good trades for them. Kareem Hunt, they took the risk by signing Kareem Hunt. Controversial. And they went out, drafted Greedy Williams, and they also signed, and they also signed Sheldon Richardson. I'm not gonna hate on any of those signings, signings and trades and draft picks. 
because they're all five really good players. Olivier Vernon and Miles Garrett. Yeah, that that shit's scary. You throw in Sheldon Sheldon Richardson. They have Larry Agunbai. I might be pronouncing his name wrong. He was a third round pick from a few years ago. Now he's in the mix. This is a really good D line. This is an incredible defensive line already. And they got Greedy Williams, Denzel Ward, cornerbacks, young, really talented, I think will be dominant for the next a lot of years. But Odell, Kareem Hunt, that's really good for a young quarterback, but for a new coach, I'm I'm afraid of that. If they would have gotten Mike McCarthy, oh my gosh. I I didn't want them to get Mike McCarthy because I did not think that they would go out and get Kareem Hunt and Odell Beckham fucking Jr. If they would have gotten Mike McCarthy, who's an experienced coach, who is very experienced, he's won a Super Bowl, this team would win this this team would be a 11-12 win team and easily win the division. But since it's a new head coach, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, this might this might this might not work. This might not work first year. This might not be a Super Bowl contending team cuz okay, it's not, but this might not live up to all the expectations that so many people have set. Like what they lost this offseason during the trade with the Giants, the trades with the Giants, they lost Kevin Zietler, great offensive lineman. That was a questionable move to me. And they also lost Joe, Joe Brill Peppers, who never really fit with that team. So that was a that was a good piece to get rid of to get Odell. But the loss of Kevin Zietler, I don't understand that much. You have this young quarterback. You'd think you'd want to build up the offensive line because 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 like how I'd do it was I'd get a franchise quarterback and I'd build in the trenches, which they were kind of doing. With Sheldon Richardson, Olivier Vernon. I thought actually had to trade Kevin Zeeler to get Vernon. But I don't know what... It, it, it could have been for cap space reasons, but I don't, I don't get that. That was a stupid move to me. That's, that's one hell of an offensive lineman. And that's only going to hurt Baker. But let's just get on with the verdict. Did they get better? Yes, they got better. Of course they got better. I can kind of talk down and kind of like criticize their offseason as much as I have been doing because, shit, I can't criticize the players that they've gotten because they've gotten great players. They had a really good draft with Greedy Williams, Mac Wilson, their receiving core, Odell, Jarvis Landry, Antonio Callaway, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. They already have David Njoku. Their offensive line's all right. Their linebacking core is all right. Their secondary got better with, 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 with the addition of Greedy Williams. I don't. This is this is good. <laughs> they got better. My only concern is I don't think it'll work this year because of the coaching. That is my first impression now in May, and because they're they're causing some drama, and it's late May. You're you're not even in the season yet. That's kind of baffling to me that's just stupid but yes yes of a fucking course they got better we, we we know okay 
Let's talk about the Steelers. Moving on to Pittsburgh. Their key additions, Devin Bush traded up during the draft. I I never thought I'd see Pittsburgh trade up in the draft. That's that is revolutionary. That's revolutionary. Pittsburgh also in free agency went out and got Mark Barron to a two-year deal. Dante Moncrief, I believe, to a one-year deal. It it could be two. I forgot to be honest. It's been months. And also went out and got Steven Nelson to a three-year deal. Um, with the losses that they had, Pittsburgh lost a lot of star power. Pittsburgh lost incredible talents this offseason. But they also lost a, a lot of drama. They lost a lot of headlines. They're not the Kardashians now. Thank God. I'm a Steelers fan. They're not anymore the they're not the Kardashians anymore. The whole Le'Veon Bell fiasco, the whole Antonio Brown being a little bitch fiasco. Like, Pittsburgh lost a lot of star power, but you don't need star power to win games. You don't. Just look at the Patriots. That is a prime example. Look at the Eagles. The last two Super Bowl winners don't have star power because you don't need it. And Pittsburgh... My thing with Pittsburgh is is if the coaching staff can step their shit up and stop trying to do the bare minimum like 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 they have for the past however many years and like Big Ben locks down and has an incredible season again this team's going to win the division if they do that if Mike Tomlin coaches his fucking ass off if Randy Fitcher or Finkner, however you say it, the offensive coordinator learns how to call plays right, and, ah, oh, I forgot the defensive coordinator's name, but, but, okay, Keith Butler, and if Keith Butler learns how to fucking set up a defense, then this would be really good, and this will be a really good season, and if Big Ben comes back with another really good year, because the losses of Le'Veon Bell, the loss of Le'Veon Bell last year, okay, I get it. Pittsburgh didn't make the playoffs. But you went 9-6-1 and one without him. You did that without Le'Veon Bell. And, I mean, James Conner was out for towards the tail end of the season. And you beat the Patriots during that span. And you almost beat the Saints during that, during that span. Two of the final four teams. It's just Pittsburgh being as lackadaisical as... Fuck, how do you say that word? Okay, Pittsburgh's coaching staff, being as lazy as they are, had to tie to the Browns week one, had to lose to the Raiders, had to lose to this team, that team, whatever. Had to lose to the... Had to lose to every... It's, it's just stupid. It's stupid. I'm sorry. But <laughs> um, if Pittsburgh's coaching staff can strap down and be a, an actual really good coaching staff, then you don't need... Antonio Brown. You have Juju Smith-Schuster. You have James Washington. You drafted that kid during the third round, Deontay Johnson. You have three receivers if James Washington can really develop because he was the second round pick in the 2018 draft. If he can really develop this season and be alongside Juju, that's a really good one too because, okay, we already know Juju. He, You already know him. James Washington, most people don't know him. He's a fast guy. He's a guy who can burn by your favorite cornerback. Now, if he can really develop his hands, then you got yourself a great one, too. 
And also during the draft, a very underrated pick, Pittsburgh drafted Benny Snell Jr. running back from Kentucky. <laughs> Him and James Conner are going to feast. Feast. This kid, Benny Snell Jr., if you didn't watch SEC football last year, just look up Benny Snell highlights. Oh, my God. Him and James Conner with that great offensive line. But <laughs> as much as I can praise him, you lost star power. You lost star power. You lost Antonio Brown, who can who, who could bail you out of almost any situation. Le'Veon Bell, I do get you didn't have him last year. That whole fiasco's gone, but still, you lost a lot of star power. And you also lost Marcus Gilbert. I don't think they got better, but I don't think they got worse. I think they stay roughly the same in the 9-10 to 10 win area. That's where I think they are. I think they're a 9-10 to 10 win team. But, 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 but they could also be a 6-7 to seven win team if the, coaching staff, if, the, if the coaching staff does not buckle down. Moving on to the next team, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. This is going to be a quick one. I, I, I'm probably going to talk about this team for like two minutes. Yeah, they didn't do much. They went out and they got their head coach. That's 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 great. And what I like about that, well, well, what I like about um this new young head coach is they had Dwayne Haskins fall, like they had Dwayne Haskins falling to them. They could have drafted Dwayne Haskins. They could have drafted a Drew Locke. They didn't force a quarterback. They did not force get a quarterback because we all know Andy Dalton's not a franchise quarterback. If you think Andy Dalton can lead a franchise, then dude, I'm sorry. It's not happening. He's a starter for a bad team. That's exactly what he is. But they went out and they drafted Jonah Williams. That's a great pick to me. I love that pick. They got Jonah Williams and the new head coach, he did not reach for a quarterback. He did not push or, or or at least to my knowledge, he did not push someone to get a quarterback. Because I'm sure when they hired Zach Taylor, their, their new head coach, they asked, hey, do you want a quarterback from this draft? I'm sure, like, they like they had to have done that because this is their new young offensive mind. And my opinion on the hire, if you have not listened to the podcast I did way back where I graded, like, all the – all the hirings, I think it's a fair hire. I don't think it's a great pickup. I don't think it's a shit pickup. I don't think they reached much because, well, I do think they reached a little bit, but if you want the next Sean McVay, don't go out and get the USC offensive coordinator. Go out and get the dude who coached directly under Sean McVay. That's that's a good pickup. I can't judge that much. And... When it comes to Jonah Williams, that's one hell of a pickup, too. You're trying to build an offensive line for whatever quarterback you have coming in, and you also address your biggest need. Their key losses, Vontez perfect. I don't care. I don't care. Their verdict, no, they're tanking. They're tanking. They're going to be shit next year. That's about it. Moving on to the next team, we do have the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens, they lost a lot. They lost their identity this offseason. Terrell Suggs, C.J. Mosley, Zadarius Smith, gone. They're out of there. They are out. 
That's your defense is your identity. You also lost Michael Crabtree and John Brown. Well, well, shit, there goes the receiving core for our new star young quarterback, who I still don't believe in much. Like, <laughs> this Ravens team, as much as I can don't, as as much as I can, like, despise them, they've always had one hell of a defense. And I still think they'll have a good defense. But it's gonna be a drop-off from here. That defense is going downhill, and it's going downhill quickly. They still have Marlon Humphrey. They went out, they, they got Earl Thomas. That's a good pickup. But he also just broke his fucking leg. He's a he's a great safety. He's a top three safety to me, but when you but when you break your leg and you go out and I'm not sure what exactly the deal was, but it was either three or five year. It was either a three year deal or a five year deal. I don't like that. <laughs> the dude broke his fucking leg. You reached on that. Oh my gosh, that's just bad. You reached big time, like. I still think he's going to be a good player. I still think he's going to be a top five, top ten safety. But he's injury prone. Do I have to say that? Yeah, I think I do. And he did. Uh, I'm just saying, man. <laughs> you, you gave him that big deal after he broke his leg. That's a risky move in football. And that. I don't, can I blame them for reaching? Yes, well, I can blame them. But they reached for a good reason. They were losing so much defense. They they, they needed to put a Band-Aid on the bullet hole. And Earl Thomas is the Band-Aid. Their secondary is going to be really good because they still have Marlon Humphrey. They have Earl Thomas. Their defense is still going to be a fair defense. I just looking at the losses. Oh my gosh. And then when I look at that offense, I don't know how to think about that. Because you lost two of your biggest weapons. Those being John Brown and Michael Crabtree. You went out, you got Hollywood Brown. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. You, You lost two receivers, you throw in one more. And that one more being Hollywood Brown, that's a really good pick. That's a really good receiver. He's a really fast, speedy guy. But why didn't they go after the offensive line in free agency? When I'm looking at this offense, you have this kid named Lamar Jackson. A lot of talent. A lot of talent. I just don't like his style of quarterback. And I've said this a million times, so I'm, so I'm sure I'm beating a dead horse at, at this point. But the running around style won't last so long. You need to learn how to throw the football. Running should not be your first instinct. It should be throw, then run. And you can say, oh, but that is. Yeah, but he he needs to throw more. At least he needs to throw more. This offseason, that's what he should be working on. He's already the fastest quarterback. Or at least, at least he was last year. Not sure how fast Kyler Murray is, but. You need he needs to work on his throwing and when you when you lose two receivers and you only bring in one you have this guy named Hayden Hurst the the 
the tight end from last year who I very dismuch liked. I very, very much disliked that pick. I don't think that was good at all. I don't like this offense. Okay, yeah, they signed Mark Ingram. Really good running back. It, But is he really enough to take the pressure off of Lamar Jackson? Now, okay, and I do understand that I'm making it sound like they're going to be god-awful. I still think they're going to be a 7-8 win team because they have John Harbaugh as the head coach. He's a good head coach. But with all the losses they've had and the way they're kind of moving into this new era of running quarterbacks, mm, I don't think it's going to work out. I don't think it's going to work. All right, yep, let's just get straight to the verdict before I just talk and talk more. I say no, I don't think they got better. I don't like what they're doing. I don't. That's going to do it for me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends. If not, share it with your friends. We do have the NBA Finals tonight. And, oh, oh yeah, I forgot about this. During the NBA Finals preview, um, when I was like going by game by game saying what I thought would happen, see, I kind of thought Golden State had home court advantage game one and two. Um, I was wrong. I do really do apologize about that. I, sh- I, I, sh- I should have known that. I feel stupid as hell for not knowing that. The Raptors do have home court advantage game one and game two. You already know that. But it does not change my prediction. I still think Golden State in six. I still think it's ba- it's basically the same little plan I laid out, but just the games are swapped around. Which, yeah, that's, yeah, sorry about that. That was just me trying to just clear up the air about me being an idiot and thinking that Golden State had home court advantage. Hope you enjoyed this podcast and have a good day.